How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Golf Talk Live. I am Alan DePew. I am your host, and uh, our our team has shrunk a little bit today. Boys are on assignment. People are flying everywhere, but uh, I have, as always, noted golf author and Little Linkster <laughs> founder, Brendan Elliott. Good evening. Good evening. And the prettiest podcaster in golf. You call him Christian. We call him Nazamus. <laughs> Boys, Boston Bob is Bourbon Bob. He's in route. He's following a, a, a moving van. We're going to get all the details on that. And Andy was conspicuously quiet, other than to say, "I'm out this week. I can't. I can't record. I, I'm on. I'm traveling." And he did drop a hint about Brooklyn. I, 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 that's all I got. So, you got the three well, of us. When you're as popular as Andy, you can't really tell us what you're doing. It's all confidential. He's probably playing, right. the, medal. he's probably playing the medalist again. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably playing golf right now. Yeah, without oh, you know what? He's probably out at Shinnecock. <laughs> True, that's right. He probably took the the uh, Long Island Expressway. He's out at Shinnecock. <laughs> exactly. Andy runs in circles that I don't get the opportunity to run in, but uh, we got a lot to talk about because uh, Maddie Fitzpatrick. Uh, there's a whole lot of topics to talk about off of that. Be uh, Christian, you're sadly, I think your uh, foreshadowing may be coming true. There's Tiger news, and uh, I've got one actually. I'd like to start with BE because it goes to what you do, write for PGA.com and other periodicals. You posted an article not long ago about golf and aging. And they posed a question at Augusta. Um, I meant to get into last week's show, but we're going to talk about it now because, you know, we have bookends here. You have us, Brennan, and then we have Christian. So <laughs> we can golf and aging. The question is, as you age, what's more important? Is it the Tiger Woods hit the gym at 4 a.m. for a workout and I'm lean, mean, and fit? Did that have a detriment to his career? Or is it about flexibility? Oh, 100%. 100% flexibility and stretching. And I, there's one other thing you didn't mention, but I would throw in there. Um, stamina, cardiovascular. Um, that article you're referencing I put in something about the club that I used to work at winter park uh, golf club. It's nine hole municipal. The average age of our, of the membership when I was working there was probably like 75 and it was a walking nine. There's maybe three or four carts for people that, that needed them. Right. Um, but the longevity of that membership base was because they were walking the golf course. So it helped them health-wise, but it also helped them play, continue to play decent golf. And as you know, Alan, Christian doesn't know this yet, but you will soon, young man. As we age, 
certain, should I say, uh, things that we had in our youth tend to disappear. But we learn to play golf in different ways, right, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My mind is just racing. What was first? <laughs> and, then what and then what disappears? That's the scary part. <laughs> let, let me pose this question back to you. We're here about your putting prowess. Oh, you're yes. the you're the king of the greens. Was that always the case boss, with your golf boss game? Boss of the moss, huh? Was that always the case with your golf game, or did it get better as as you got more seasoned? We'll say. Um, I would actually say that. So when when I took up the game relatively late compared to other people, because my aspiring hockey career was interrupted by the fact I moved south from Vermont. Um, but I actually didn't come to golf until like 10th grade. Okay. I think it was nine into 10 and the golf, the, uh, the assistant pro at that time. I mean, I could bomb it. Uh, he, he actually joked with me and said that the, the biggest problem I had was trying to learn how to play the game. Cause I didn't know that back then Balata balls and went with the new pick with the ping eyes went 170 yards with a seven iron. Uh, but he stuck me out on a putting green and he literally, literally tied my one hand behind my, my right arm behind my back and made the putting green at Fauquier Springs in Warrington, Virginia, little shout out to them, slightly inclined up the hill. And he was, he left me there for like a half an hour putting one handed to learn how to accelerate through the ball. Yeah. So fast forward to college. Um, I made a lot of, I, won a few beverages on Friday nights, putting against the guys one handed um, after a golf team practice. And yeah, my, my, my putting has always been there. My ball striking is always, but is, I actually think in some ways I'm a better ball striker today than I am because I know how to manage it around the golf course. That's where the intellect, the, that side of the game comes. But um, yeah, does it go? Absolutely. It goes Christian. Yeah. Now he doesn't have a clue. He will. Would you like to chime in, young man? Eventually, I will. Okay. At this point, no. I got nothing. <laughs> You're talking about yeah. the kid. Yeah, glad you, all right, glad you can contribute to this segment of the show there, Christian. Appreciate You're it. talking about a kid that gets out five minutes, ten minutes before his tea time, walks right up to the first tee and just hits a ball. <laughs> Alan's seen that firsthand. Alan yeah, has seen. I, I think you showed up at Eagle Ridge. You were hung over as hell, and you grabbed actually my my sticks and striped it down the middle. I get that, That's but forty yards in the, to the green, still made par. But actually, let me. So, I wish Andy was here because I, we make mockery of the fact that you know he uh, sports boxed me into an avatar, and it's on our social, right? <laughs> and he and he apparently used me as like a. a a guinea pig for other people that he taught he used this one of the most telling and disturbing statistics in that brendan was so sports fox breaks down all the angles and the percentages and what have you and he's like here you go your shoulder turn at the top 69 percent and as a as a young guy growing up i worked for mike Wynn, god rest his soul all he ever used to talk about is get the shoulders to 90, get the shoulders to 90. The rest takes care of itself. Just get your shoulders to 90. And I'm sitting there going, wait, I'm at 69%. What are you talking about? I was 69%. And that was the shocking moment that just, and I've literally now been working on stretching for, you know, not 
enough, but hips hips don't lie, as they say. Well, I mean, there, there's more to the game, especially as we get older. And to answer your question, yeah, flexibility and stamina is important. I wouldn't say, like, strength is as important. But as we age, if you can work on those things, and it doesn't have to be much. It just It's the repetitiveness of it, doing it X amount of days a week for 20 minutes even, that keeps you keeps you limber enough to, to keep playing the game. Um, but I think the more important thing as we get older is to take advantage of, you know, if someone's played the game when they started uh, 15 years old and they're now 60, that experience speaks, speaks volumes, the experience that you gain in playing the game. And, you know, it's not all bomb and gouge like it was in our 20s. Um, there's there's a finesse to it. There's a strategic point to it. And you adapt as, as you get older. I, I, absolutely. I mean, Christian, do you, it, do you, I mean, well, you still bomb it, shit. Um, but even now in your 20s, you look at the game differently than in your teens, right? Oh, by far. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's no question about it. My game's already different. I mean, it, it's just something as simple as like I, I had a very long golf swing um, mimicking a fill when I was in my teenage years. And, you know, for me, I would I would bring the club back too far and I would see it in my left corner eye of, of the club face. Now my swing is way shorter than it used to be. I still have a tendency to go longer if it like with it in my backswing, preferably on my driver. But you know, yeah, I mean, your 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 game and your swing changes year after year after year because your body is just adapting to just to 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 life, I guess, if that's how you want to word it. I mean, it's, yeah, way different. I'm hitting the ball farther today than I was, obviously, as my teenage years because I'm more muscular, I'm more fit than I was, obviously, in high school. But, but is that yeah. also technology? I mean, you grew up in the technology era. The, the really, it's, it's, yeah. But the technology that I grew up with is way different now than it than it than it is today. It's way different now. You take, wow, you take a, the soft driver as opposed point. to the, the burner. Like I grew up, I I hit the G uh the ping. What, yeah, what was your what was your first what was your first driver that you were? I mean, when you really got into it, the it, ping I twenty. I remember like it was yesterday. Like the my the ping I twenty. I had an Adelia extra stiff sixty five gram shaft in it. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a lime green shaft that I had on my club. That was my first driver. If I hit that club today, I guarantee you I'm hitting my my Sim 2 20 to 30 yards farther. Guarantee it. Easy. So it's funny to me because everybody talks about, you know, hey, I got a uh, 60 gram or 59 gram. Brent, I don't even remember. I don't know grams. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know grams. It, for <laughs> us, it used to, us, it used to be D2 swing weight. Or, right. or extra yeah. stiff dynamic gold 100s or whatever the case. I mean, it was a big deal when I got I I got fit for Hogan. Uh, I was I was on their master staff program and and one of their only fitting parts on the East Coast when I was in Virginia. One of my few one of my uh, club job there, and they're like, dude, we're gonna put you in Brunswick rifle 7.0 Brunswick rifle shafts because you just whip through the your. I am Mr. Lag, by the way. That's true. That hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> and I, I would whip it through the hitting area with, and ball ball go left. And they had to slow that down. 
this whole Rams, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. As, as we all know, it, it's all about that. That is what makes your driver today. It's not the head. Shaft. Yeah. It's literally the shaft. And like, yes, I'm not taking any talent away from anybody on tour. They're phenomenal athletes. They're, they're strong. They're fit. All the above. But they also have the, have their driver custom built for them. You look at some of the top players, Rom, Rory, JT, Spieth, all these guys, their shafts are what make them hit the ball three, 340 and stuff off the tee, as well as their fitness and stuff like that. But the shaft has a huge, obviously, purpose. So I told you guys previously, Eagle Ridge is one of like 20, 22 clubs that are testing this new seven iron te- uh, distance. And, and it's it's a... It's it's 2.0 version, and David Paris, the uh, director of research, great guy. Cool, cool how much knowledge is. He actually came to Eagle on Monday, and cool. we went around the we ran around the golf course. We talked about this tee box, that tee box, and, and and this one's a little bit long. I said, well, I gotta I gotta pose the question. Ball debate. He goes, I'm not answering that. Yeah. <laughs> but what he did answer, he goes, look, he goes, just like you said, Christian, look at the fitness of players. Just like Billy Hurley said one other time on our show, friend of you know, friend of the show. Look at the fitness of the players today. Athletes are truly coming to the game early. Not and that's the tiger effect. And they're and they're coming in and they're weight training, they're they're working out and everything else. But I agree. I, I've always said it's the shafts. Uh, and, and moving forward, it always will be. It's interesting what Christian brought up is we were, as you and I reminisce, Alan, of what we used to first play. I think it's almost double how when we were growing up, the technology advancement, you know, maybe in 10 years, things made leaps and bounds. But that's like the same amount of progress for Christian. And and when he was coming up was like maybe two years or maybe five years. So things are just moving at such a more rapid pace than the development we had and what we played with the technology. Nineteen Mid to late 1990s, I think I finally transitioned over to a tailor-made uh, metal, metal wood. I, through college, all the way through college, I played persimmon. Yeah, and so I, early, I played persimmon in high school. And matter of fact, my persimmon woods are sitting in my office right now. And, and honestly... We we took them out one day with with everybody. Nobody can hit them. They can't. Nobody can hit them like past two hundred yards. But you know who can? And I'm sure you guys have seen this when they put that in the hands of a Rory or somebody else. They're they're still hitting those clubs pretty pretty damn good. Well, there was there was someone recently who he played with persimmon at a qualifier, like a Monday qualifier, and I think he. Either qualified or just misqualified. <laughs> it's crazy, but back to the fitness question. Just to to wrap this up before we move on is, um, so which is it? Is it the is the the weights or is it you know how far the stretching? By is by the, far, it's the stretching. I mean, it, to to stay limber as you get older means everything. Um, and the beauty of the game is that we can play forever, basically, as long as you can stay upright, <laughs> you can keep playing this game. And, you know, without the flexibility, that makes it makes it more difficult to continue to play as you get older. 
Agreed. And and those of us that are uh, somewhat desk jockeys nowadays, like I joke, the hips don't. But honestly, there's 22 muscles that go through the hips, and the flexibility and opening those up and being able to turn on a ball, it's bad. It yeah. gets real bad, and it goes bad fast. It goes bad like a triple bogey on on the finishing hole. Christian, don't don't bury your head. You'll learn. I'll be have, pushing. I'll be pushing daisies probably about that time, but you'll learn. I feel a good segue coming. Let's see if you capture it. Um, as someone gets older with injuries. Oh, I like where you went there, but I was actually gonna go somewhere else. But okay, okay, we can do that. Let's uh, segue to T Woods. You called it, Christian. Stick a fork and tiger. He may be done. News gotta, today. News today. This up. An- fusion of his ankle. Remainder of season in doubt. What say you? Um, I love I love Tiger. I mean, everybody does. You know, for what he's done, what he's done for the game of golf has been unbelievable. The game of golf will not be what it is today without Tiger. Right. We just talked about it with the fitness tiger start of that. Right. Um, however, moving forward, I, I, if I'm in, how I wear this in a nice way without being rude, tiger should just hang them up. I hate to say that from the, hang them up from the PGA playing the four majors. That's, that's it. I don't know what else tiger has to prove. I understand that he's a competitor. I get that. Um, I did tiger just tiger has nothing else to prove. Right. He's he's going to have there's always going to be that debate in life of like, okay, you know what? Tiger's the greatest of all time or Jack's the greatest of all time. It's the same conversation that people are always going to have about Jordan and LeBron. However, moving forward, I don't think that that necessarily Tiger has anything left to prove. No offense to Tiger. He's never going to win another major. I've been very vocal about that the last couple months on the show. I'm a firm believer in that, that he never will, because watching people like coming to stride, like a Matthew Fitzpatrick and John Rahm can't beat him. Hell, he can't even walk four rounds of golf. I hate to yeah. say that. Yeah. You I, know? I, I, before I, before I, oh, be leaning in. <laughs> before I throw it, before I throw it to be, he's, he was doing this Andy Hydorn ceremonial lean in. Um, I, I actually agree with you. I think stick a fork in him. He's done. I think that he will do the ceremonial tour. Like, all the legends. Before um, before B says something, I want to say that <laughs> the only way, the only way that Phil, or excuse me, that Tiger will will play cons- like consistently on tour, and I guarantee you this will happen. I know it's been disapproved before, but since it's Tiger Woods, they would approve a rule that would allow him to use a golf cart. During a golf rule has already been established with Casey Martin many many years ago. Yeah, but Casey Martin, no offense, is not Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is the top there. His pride in the game and his place in history in the game will not allow him to ever do it. But Brendan, go ahead. Tiger's the top. You're telling me that they're going to say no to Tiger? No way. He, I guarantee you, he would he would have his way with that. Be what say you? I, so I missed the show 
and I text you guys that I hated missing the last show because of our text chain that was going on about Tiger. And, yes, but and you were you were shaping the young minds of golfers. That's true. So here here's my take on that, and then I'll because I just pulled up on his Twitter his statement about the surgery. Andy had a very good point about, and Andy knows he's had several ankle surgeries. Uh, was it ankle surgeries he had? Yes. So, yep. so, so he knows. Um, and I posed the question in our text is, is the masters is going on and he pulled out of the, of the tournament was, I mean, you can't overlook the conditions that they were playing in and it was difficult for any able-bodied person to try to get through that, let alone somebody that was struggling uh, with the issues Tiger had. I don't think his bad play was what caused him to bail. I think it was the ankle and the problems with the ankle and the the issues that he's had ongoing caused him to start playing bad. So I don't agree with what, what Andy was saying that he bells when things are going bad. So that that's my point with that. But I respect every I respect his opinion and the opinions of the rest of the cast. Now I'm reading the statement. I can't put that together yet that this means that he's done because he's having surgery on something that's been continued to be a problem as he's tried to make this comeback. If this surgery is successful, which it says in the statement it was successful. Who is to say that this might not fix that problem? He's Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen. He's Tiger Woods. So and, if he gets in fixed, that, in that he's same still got show, in that same show, Bobby said you're looking at the guy who has the resources that could make anything happen. Right. And we've seen that just I think getting back to the level he's at. I just agree that, you know, look at look at the it was two mountain of men on like Rom and Kepka down the stretch are just they're linebackers playing golf. I mean, right. I I just don't see. I don't think he physically can handle the uh, the U.S. Open. I think that would wear him out. I think the PGA Championship with even his great lineage and successes there. I think the PGA Championship has largely become, you know, a semi U.S. Open nowadays. Um, I don't think he can handle that. I think the only one he physically can handle is the Open Championship, which is based, much. Which based is on a, what we know, based yeah. on what we know right now. Yes. But what I'm saying is, we don't know what could happen coming out of the surgery. Maybe what I'm saying is, maybe this is the thing that could make this massive recovery has to go through after every round just to tee it up the next day. Maybe this makes this go away. Maybe. Could be. Christian. No, I, I, I just. We all, want, we all want it, Christian. Oh, I don't doubt that. Want, Christian would love to see it. He would love to see it, wouldn't you? I can't confirm nor deny <laughs> that I would like to see that. I can't confirm nor deny. I'll have, I, I, a reliable source of mine would tend to say yes to that. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, like for me, yeah, I mean, he, like I, like I just mentioned, he's a phenomenal aspect of the game. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it. If not the best to ever do it. 
again, I'm not taking anything away from Tiger with what I've been saying. It's just like, if, if you're sitting in his shoes, he has to know deep down that he can't beat these guys. He has to know that. Right. And I understand he's a competitor. And a lot of the reason for me being a competitor the way I am today is because of Tiger Woods. However, there also has to come to a reality in life where it's like he can't beat Rom right now. He can't beat Jordan Spieth. He can't beat Fitzpatrick. There's 100 guys in front of him that he cannot beat. Hell, he can't even beat Ricky Fowler right now. But but I understand, Brendan, but to, to, you weren't around. You weren't even a glimmer in 1986. Either could Jack Nicholas. It had been six years since he even stiffed a leaderboard, I think, at that point, or largely when, you know. Yeah. And again, like when he, when it, it was, it was a, it was a miracle in my opinion that he made a cut in the first place at the Masters, right? When I say miracle, I, 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 I know no, that it was, I'm, a, it, was a, it was a J, it was a JT chop down the, down the last three holes. That, <laughs> yeah. If that's so, a miracle, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, I, 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 I want to hear what our listeners, if our because li- I think we should throw a poll up on our Twitter that asks yeah. that question. You know, is Tiger done? What say you? And see what people say. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, hop over I'm to down. our Twitter. Hop over to our Twitter and chime in on that. And and to Andy's point, we never did put up our uh, um, our predictions for the majors, other than somebody got paid. Just saying. On uh, Venmo, because my guy finished highest. Just saying, just throwing that in there. But you know who none of us picked and whose game reemerged at Augusta? Maddie Fitzpatrick. Yeah. It made it. It made it work at your place, Christian. Your stomping grounds. Yeah, I love that golf course. It's my favorite golf course. Um, I've played it from the tips. Um, narrow as shit from the back tees. You really have to drive the golf ball well, besides 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with that with that being said, I mean, he put up an absolute stripe show. I mean, first off, he shouldn't have, in my personal opinion, Spieth's not missing both of those putts in the playoffs two times in a row. No shot. First off, I, I'm shocked that neither of them fell in. Okay. Shocked. Um, but I'm not going to take anything away from Fitz because that's golf. You know what I mean? That's, that's just golf in a nutshell. Um, and it was just a great tournament, great leaderboard to watch. Honestly, there were so many big names at the top. That's what I love to watch. That's what everybody loves to watch. And at the end of the day, I mean, Fitz hit a, hit a clutch shot, tap in birdie on 18. That's not an easy second shot. People think it's just a cakewalk. It's not an easy second shot. You're hitting over the cow bogey sound and you got people on you. It's just, it's such a tough it's such a tough golf hole to begin with, because if you're downwind there, like it was, I mean, shit, you could hit three. What if you pulled a little bit, you could hit it right in the, in the cow buggy sound off the tee box. I mean, I mean, it's, it comes up on you pretty quickly. So, you know, it was just, it was just remarkable how, how the playoff was. It was great to watch honestly. And uh, hats off to him really. I mean, he's well-deserving, you know, he's been playing super well. I mean, he's the reigning U S open champion and it wouldn't shock me if, if it's one again, if not another major this year, wouldn't shock me one bit. B. What was it just me, or did did it seem like this year's field was stronger than it's ever been? By far, it was elevated, I mean, right? Yeah. Is that is that what the case was? Is that why yeah. we saw so Ele- many of the top elevate elevated event? Three, yeah. What do you, what do you win? Three point five million, I think. Yeah, three point five. Yep. 
the only player that was not there that was in the top part of the leaderboard or top player in the world was Rory. Rory actually got fined for not coming there. And they and even his his fellow players chastised him for it on all over social media. And About he still has has he said anything yet? I haven't seen anything. Nope. If John Ron can go out and win a major, mentally win a major the following week and go out and, and put up the performance that he did. I'm not here to shit talk Rory, but there's no excuses for not being there unless there's something detrimental that happened to him, like an injury or family related incident. Obviously that's, that's a, that's a root cause, but did, did, did you ever see that one? And is there, is it purely rumored that going around social that he had conversations with Greg? I don't believe anything on social media anymore. If I'm being honest, like, I don't disagree, but I mean, you know, Greg, <clears throat> Greg came out and said that there was a bunch of people that wanted to come on live that the outpouring number of players is astonishing. How oh, they we're get, we're get, yeah, we need to hang on. We got to get to that in a second, but I got to throw in a, don't be that guy. Hashtag don't be that guy. Don't be that a-hole at Hilton head chanting USA against Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. Okay. When he's playing against Jordan. It's not the Ryder cup. PGA, it's PGA. Yeah. It's not the Ryder cup. You want to take me, you want to be territorial then. I know Andy loves to talk about territorial. If you want to be territorial, then I get it. It's about passionate. That's what it's all about. Countries against countries. But come on, it's Matt. Matthew Fitzpatrick is a cool guy. Yeah. And you're chanting USA. Come on, please. Hashtag don't be that guy. Well, yeah. Now, now, now tell me about now tell me, Christian, about your live. No, Greg came out with some. He's probably just messing with everybody like he always does, but he came out with some quote that said the outpouring number. I don't, I, I don't quote me on it because I could care less about it, but the out, the outpouring number of players that want to join live is astonishing. And th there would be a, a, a lot of eyebrows raised or a lot of people being shocked when it comes to certain players that want to play on live. How's that, whether possible? That's true. How's that possible when Brooks Kepka sits in and sits there and says, live doesn't prepare us to play in the majors. There's a lot of guys on live right now that are fed up with the tour. There's a lot of guys on live that are not happy. Right. It's just, uh, Greg, Greg, it's, that's probably just a marketing platform for, for Greg. I guarantee you there's no top name player in the world right now. That's thinking I'm going to live golf. Uh, be easy. See that uh, this week for live. I can't remember where they are because nobody cares. Um, they Australia. No, really? No, they're not. I don't know where they're at, but anyway, they they they, they recreated number sixteen at the waste management oh, for this that's week's right. event. I saw that. I saw a that. stadium hole. They're they're reaching for stuff right now, and again, I'll go back to at least what I've heard from uh, some of the folks that I know that went out to the Orange County one. Number one, and we've already said this before. But in one of our Facebook groups uh, that I belong to, Central Florida Golfers, Orange County National is not a tournament course. And we've said this, I said this last time, but it's not in good shape either. So that just shows you, like, they're uh, reaching for stuff. Not, they're trying. It's not in tour quality shape. It's, it's right. in good shape. It's not in tour quality shape. Yeah. So I, I really think, once the DP World Tour, that that whole thing went down, I just 
again, this keeps circling the drain. It's going to be over soon. And then the big question is what happens at that point when it's over? Where do these guys go? Do they get welcomed back in? So his exact quote about it, I just looked it up. He says, in quote, we got a long list of players who want to come in. We just do not have the ability today because players are under contract. End quote. There you go. So I guess we will have to wait and see what unfolds here with Live Golf once again. But at the end of the day, I don't see, again, I don't see any top player in the world going there at this very moment. So no. every single, and I was, t- and B, what I was telling a lot of, what I was telling and what the last show was, there are certain players on Live that need Live. Right. Other players that do not need it. Like Brooks and Cam Smith don't need it. Bryson and Patrick Reed need it. Yep. Right. And, you know, you sit there and I'm a, I'm even going to go as far as say DJ needs it because DJ, you know, I, I, you can make an argument on that. But you can't tell me right now sitting here talking to you guys tonight at 845 on a, on Wednesday, April 19th, that Brooks is happy on Live Golf. You can't no. tell me that. Especially after last. Uh, you can't last convince week. Otherwise. I think you- I think I think Brooks can be summarized two things. He was injured. He was protecting his financial future for for his family, and he hated going and playing in the John D. Deers, the Valeros, and things of that nature because he was told he had to. He wanted to play against the best. And the funny there, thing there, is, the funny thing is today he's not. There's nothing if if Brooks and when Brooks goes back on tour there would be nothing stopping him from playing in the big tournaments, right? And he should be playing in the big tournaments. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the world. Um, but you can't – looking at him on Sunday and the way he handled himself in that tournament, first off, hats off to him, right, for the way he handled himself. And second, no no shit he missed that. You don't think if he's on a live golf finishing at hole 17 because it's a shotgun start – that he's not liking the fact that he's playing with freaking Mito Pereira and 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 Abraham Answer. Like, he's come on. playing with Andy Ogletree. Okay. Where's Andy? So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. You know, he loved the fact that he was coming down 18, playing for second place in the, in, in, at Augusta, playing with John Rahm. Speaking of Augusta, transition B. Highest viewership in five years, 12.6 million. You're sitting there wearing your made your Augusta hat. I see it looks it looks like an Augusta hat. What's your thoughts on that? Because I know you you were you, in our text chat, you were missing being there. Yeah, I was missing it like crazy, but it didn't it doesn't surprise me that, that that was the viewership. I mean, I think the storyline Every major, especially the Masters, has storylines galore. But this year, that Sam Bennett story was something special. That brought in a lot of people that may have not otherwise tuned in. Um, and and I think golf continues to become more mainstream. Like just on on ESPN and right and the, the fact I think that right there, the fact that 
the Masters has coverage on ESPN, that also helps with viewership um, because it's more of a mainstream sports channel as opposed to, you know, a golf channel, for example. So um, I'm not surprised at those numbers at all. Yeah, it was great Masters. I know, but and it was and it was good to have the live guys there, without question. 100%. And I, live will never have those twelve point six million views. Oh, that, won't, that won't even be their attendance for the entire year. For the next five years, it won't even be their attendance. Unbelievable! All right, so boys, eighteenth green, Christian, what you got? Um, you know, first off, uh, please, uh, continue to follow us on, uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know, I can't believe it's already April here and the second major is coming up in the season. Um, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Right. So, um, you know, we got a lot of great stuff planned here for the boys as well as our fans in, in 2023. So please stay tuned to that. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, bourbon Bob is, uh, going to his final destination here safe and sound and uh safe travels to uh the one and only andy hydorn so uh and uh we'll, we'll see the boys hopefully next week so that's my final thought b looking forward to the zurich this week it's a that's a fun event always is, is a fun, fun event. event yep and yep. it it's uh it's good to see things like this. We talked about this several weeks ago to see different formats. Um, and, you know, it, it's not always the strongest of fields, but it's fun to see guys playing best ball in, in different formats in the two-man team. So looking forward to the Zurich. Um, yeah, that's what I got. So I'm going to, I'm going to steal, I'm going to do one and a half. So, I want to give a shout out Carlisle Country Club in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Uh, son number two, Tyler Tippy, just started a position there. And uh, we played there, and it was brutal conditions, cold and windy, but the golf course is in great shape. So shout out to Carlisle, uh, looking good. Uh, it's Bobby Jones Links, by the way, manages that property. But I actually wanted to, and we didn't get it out, I didn't work it into our Maddie Fitzpatrick. Shout out to Maddie Fitzpatrick when asked, sounding off about pace of play, his exact words, truly appalling. Mm. As, as discussing one Patrick Cantley and the pace of play at the Heritage. So, tour, you better do something about it. Chris, you got anything else? You know, I hope that uh, next time we get out and play, Alan, you hit it long and straight. I generally hit it short and crooked. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member Alan DePew today at 717 717- 
717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.